0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL.
1: It's the Score North Twin Show. All right, welcome in to the Score North Twins Last Call Show. Zolgad, Jake Depew, Declan Goff, um, Judd and Declan at Target Field. Uh, Jake chiming in as the uh, Twins, after they lose 2-0 and uh, Bieber shuts them down completely, gentlemen, on Thursday night. The Twins come back and take uh, the rest of the series, so they win 3-4 to improve to 7-2. My final scores of 4-1, 3 and 3-1. Start with you, Jake. Um, so the Bomba Squad, right? The Bomba Squad. This series, not about the Bomba Squad, my good man, largely about the Twins pitching. This was flat-out impressive. And I know that Cleveland doesn't scare you with the uh with their offense, but this is still impressive and this is um this is a different chapter from the twins that I think bodes pretty well for where this team is at as a whole. start with you, Jake yeah, I mean I don't see that
2: the twins this twins team has a weakness i mean they the Bomba squad is going to show up. we know that uh defensively they look better and and the the pitching in this series is unbelievable i mean even on what, Thursday? They only gave up two runs. Uh, and after that, it was just a master class between the starters. I mean, Maeda was basically unhittable uh, yesterday. Dobnick looked great. Uh, and then they had a bullpen game today. I mean, this might be the best bullpen in the league. I'm trying to think of who has a better one. Uh, you know, Chapman's coming back to the Yankees. Maybe they have a better pen. But I don't know that I trust anybody more than this, this Twins' bullpen. And Rogers didn't even pitch today. It didn't matter. May was lights out. Romo was lights out. Uh, Duffy, of course, was lights out. I think he's one of the best relievers in the league. So there's a lot of optimism about this team. What do you think,
3: Declan? Yeah, I mean, I thought the pitching staff played very, very, pitched very, very well all weekend. And look, they got they got Bieber fevered on uh on Thursday, obviously, and then they had to get Clevinger on Friday. And the fact that they attacked him early on Friday to get Savali early again, I mean, that's how you could basically have to get attack a pitching staff like Cleveland's. Because even I think in the between the fifth and the seventh inning, Cleveland did. Start to settle down a little bit. So Bali then got in a little bit of a groove. I think they sent down twelve or thirteen in a row. Um, but when you look at the grand scheme of things, Cleveland probably has one of the best pitching staffs in the entire league. And the Twins took three out of four against them. And 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 they jumped on them early. They did not. I don't think the offense really exploded at all this weekend. We just saw some players pop up. But you got to take care of that. Uh, take care of the guys. Against his pitching staff early, and they're able to do that.
1: Boys, five games. So the, the Twins. Um... Started at home here on Tuesday. They beat the the Cardinals in two, and then, as we just talked about, they took uh, three or four this weekend from Cleveland. The homestand will conclude with games on Monday, Tuesday, right here against uh, Pittsburgh. Let me give you some bullpen stats, though. And and so this goes through today. Clippard starts as the opener, uh, gives you two, and then gets followed by Smelter, who got the win, Whistler, Duffy, May, Romo. Okay? But these are, so far through the six games, of this homestand, this is what the twins bullpen, Jake Dupu has done. 26 innings, 13 hits, three earned runs, eight walks, thirty strikeouts. That translates to a 1.04 ERA. And that is, I mean, to Jake, to your point, that speaks to being one of the best bullpens in baseball. And you really feel like that top layer of guys. I think we can go with um I think we can go with May. We can go with Duffy, Romo. Rodgers those guys are as good as this gets right now and and this speaks to to the Twins ability to not only find pitching but also to take guys and they deserve a ton of credit in fact the pitchers do and so do the Twins uh to take guys like uh like Tyler Duffy and Trevor May and take them from being probably what we would consider to be just guys to being in their role really damn good and bordering if not dominant at times
2: yeah, I mean, Duffy, May and Rogers were all around with the previous regime and they were all just kind of guys kind of up and down. Um, you know, they were decent pitchers, but nothing overwhelming. And now they've turned them all three have turned themselves into some of the better relievers in the league. I mean, May, you know, he had issues last year, but he was good in the second half and he's been lights out this year. But Duffy, man, Duffy just impresses me so much. And we talked about this in the last podcast, but it just really seems like he's taken the information that the twins have disseminated to him and put it into action. And it's like, yeah, that's, it it doesn't look like opposing hitters even have much of a chance against him. I mean, it's just pure domination. And then obviously Rogers hasn't, I believe hasn't allowed a base runner this year. So Definitely a testament to Derek Falvey and the organization for, for really developing these guys uh, and turning them into elite pitchers the way Cleveland does, I think, with, with starters.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been really impressed with what Tyler Duffy's just been able to do uh, in this in this season. I think I saw a stat. He's struck out 45% of the batters he's faced since last season, which is insane. And the, and the Twins' record for that is Joe Nathan in, like, 2009, who had 32%. So strikeouts are definitely the new thing in baseball. And I would even also add Cody Stashak to the list of a guy who, basically has been really really good and under the radar and, and if you get another one of those guys to pair with Rogers and Duffy I think are obviously your one-two punch in the bullpen but if you guys have guys like Stashek stepping up and even Sergio Romo who was able to get a big save that's going to be old well for the bullpen. I had, I had some questions about it going into the season um, and I still want to see it face a, a better lineup because I, I know Cleveland's lineup really isn't that anything to ride home about but that being said I you have to applaud what the bullpen did this weekend.
1: Donaldson goes on on, or he has not gone on the aisle yet he left the game in the second on Friday I believe it was with a calf problem Uh, the scary thing here is Josh has had this before both left and right calf and he put on an Instagram uh, message I believe it was this past week basically saying that he over a very short period of time dealt with something like seven calf tears Uh, start with with you Jacob What's your concern here? Because I do think that he is eventually going to go on the IL for some amount of time. And are you comfortable with Marwin slotting in at third base then? Or do you think that if that's, if that's the case that they probably um, should do more at third? The, the, you know The immediate thing that we talked about was would Miguel go back to third? Baldelli basically dismissed that very quickly and said no. And I do think that if you're going to have Miguel play first base, he should play first base. Uh, But Jake DePew, what is your uh, concern right now about the potential for Donaldson to be out far more than a a, uh, short period or day-to-day, which is what the Twins would like you to think, and I'm sure what they would would like to think. But we all know day-to-day can turn into more than uh, that very quickly. Yeah, so the Twins definitely like to downplay
2: injuries. I mean, we've already seen that this year with Odorizzi, with Rich Hill, and now Homer Bailey. So um, I know they're saying his day-to-day, and hopefully that's the case. But obviously, I think... Fans have a right to be concerned uh, given Donaldson's injury history, right? I mean, he – you know, I'm surprised he didn't hit the IL yet, to be honest. So maybe that's a good sign that they're going to try and see if he can make it work. But, yeah, just given the – the number of problems he's had with his pads in the Instagram post you referenced, um, it, it is very concerning. And if he turns out to have a serious strain or, or has torn something or whatever, I'm sure if he's torn something that would have shown up in the testing, but um, you know, he can miss a significant amount of time. And obviously in a 60 game season, that's a huge loss. As far as defensively, yeah, I mean, I think they'll just mix a match. I think they'll put Marwin at third. They'll put Arise over there. I, I agree with them, though. I would not put Sanoa at third. I would just let him focus on first. Um, he's pretty good. He's had some weird plays for sure. Uh, over there, But he's also made some really nice plays. I think overall, the Twins are, are probably pleased with, with where he's at defensively. What do you think, Declan?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a little concerning for Donaldson just because, uh, yeah, seven calf tears in two years. And in that Instagram post, Judd is referencing, yeah, it was when he got his award for comeback player of the year. That happened on, uh, I believe, they handed those out on Thursday. Uh, so he basically was just referencing all the road he took to get back to being that comeback player of the year. And if, if he's someone who's going to be out for a lengthy period of time, I mean, that does change things significantly. That being said, I, I think it's cautious just to put him out and, and let him rest it up. And if he has to IL him, you IL him. But defensively, I think you have plenty of options. You can go with Marwin there. You can go with Adrianza there. Um, obviously, his loss both at the bat and in the field is going to be felt on the Twins. But right now, I, I think it's just good to be cautious with it. And hopefully it's not serious because those calf injuries, i got to imagine, are, are going to be nagging if, if, it's, if it
1: is something serious. You know, boys, with Josh, four-year contract, right? Four years. This is a 60-game sprint. I I think if you're ever going to pull back and say, you know what, Josh, we'd love uh, for you, obviously, to play as much as possible, right? Um, Because my sense with Josh is I I think he's a very smart player, but I also would sense that he is probably not the most patient guy on the face of the earth. So I would say this, if I'm the Twins, and and the Twins are very good at this, I would 1000% err on the side of caution here, too. You're not coming back because the last thing that I want is for you uh, with your new team, right, Jake, to try and race back. And he comes back too soon. And now, you know, let's say it's a strain right now. Then it tears and now you got lots of problems. So I, I just think in a year like this, the twins approach is probably the smart approach which is to be as cautious as you possibly can. And if that means he doesn't play much, I got bad news. You know, he doesn't play much. But that's much preferable than, you know, going into potentially spring training in 2021 and and being like, oh, boy, this is still a problem if it's – if. If I'm the Twins and Donaldson, I want to solve this ASAP. Well,
2: and here's the other thing. With the Twins starting 7-2 and or 18.9 and 5.4, as I've been uh, tweeting out the records. uh, You're very precise, Jake DePio. You're... Extremely precise. You know, that calculator on the iPhone comes in really handy. Um, But, yeah, I mean, with them, you know, comfortably uh, now in first place, and, you know, it it would take a total meltdown or something COVID-related for them not to make the playoffs, I think you can slow play it with Donaldson in in a way that you would with the 162-game season. That's why expanded playoffs totally changed the dynamics of all of this. If there were only five teams that made the playoffs in the American League, I think you would try to rush Donaldson back. Um, And he certainly just, you know, Based on the type of guy he is, he would really be pushing for it, and I think now, um, hopefully, they both see that that being cautious with it makes sense. I also think it helps that uh, you know two guys who are really struggling in, offensively, along with Donaldson, Garver, and Sano, are now showing signs of, of breaking out. Right, so they don't need Donaldson's bat as much as as maybe they would have uh, at the beginning of this series.
0: Yeah, it was impressive that. Mitch Garber was able to come back and, and he hit a big home run because I know he's been pressing at the plate and then that was one for me uh, that I was if we're overacting like football games baseball games that was the one that I was a little concerned with because I want to see if if Mitch Garver can be the player he was last season and and for him to hit that home run and we had a couple more strikeouts after that still I gotta imagine it feels good to get that monkey off at bat and hopefully that will start going and getting him going a little bit more and I think both for Rosario and Miguel Sano, I think this weekend, those two those two guys plus Mitch Garter probably felt pretty good to put a ball in the stands after struggling a bit in the first week of the season.
1: Okay, okay. how about this one? For, for a, a positive that we probably have not talked about much, and to me, this is really, really, if you're a Twins fan, or heck, Twins, you're extremely pleased about this one. How about the play so far of Jorge Polanco at shortstop? Not even at the plate. I'm talking about at shortstop. You know, this is a guy who we have for a long time now. been like, well, he can really hit, which is great. But, you know, the defensive deficiencies are a concern. The throwing is a, a concern. And I think all of the defensive concerns about Polanco for a long time were justified. So it, it was not made up. But, Jake, I'll start with you. You know, you watch this guy play shortstop now. And, and this homestand is a prime example. He makes, and granted, shifting helps, okay? But he makes just about every play that he should make now. He makes routine plays look routine, which sounds dumb, but it's, it's true because there were times, and we have certainly seen guys who don't do that. But to me, in watching Jorge Polanco play at shortstop now, Jorge Polanco has turned himself, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to say he's going to win a gold glove, but he has turned himself into a really, really solid player. And most importantly, I think a reliable guy at a position that is not simple. Yeah, and
2: the other thing with Polanco is that his he hasn't thrown many balls in the dirt, and that was that's one of the things that he really struggled with last year. Um, and and that helps to know a lot to to adjust to that new position but yeah he's looked really good i mean everything that goes over there you don't have that sense of dread maybe the way that you did last year when a ball gets hit you know in his direction and and that play i think you were referencing it but but plays that he's made into the hole uh he's looked really really good and he has a strong arm and um you know the one concern with him i guess is that he tends to go in spurts like if he if he has throwing issues it tends to come up in spurts and so that could still happen but right now everything looks good and their infield defense is is vastly improved. I, I think a rise. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, they, they had that weird play where rise kind of cut in front of Polanco the other day. And that was definitely on a rise, but I think overall he's looked better. Um, and I think having Sano, uh, you know, over at first instead of at third has helped. And whenever Donaldson's come back, it's, it's helped. So, I mean, this gets at my point of, I just don't see a weakness right now on this team. I really don't like their offense is good. Their defense is good. Their pitching is good. Uh, the starters that they've added are, are
1: doing well. it's just, it's a juggernaut. The biggest concern, and, and this is not a bad thing, but the biggest concern possibly among guys slumping, blah, 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 is Barrios. That might be your biggest, like, I wonder. And he gave up two runs last time. Bieber's fantastic. He's probably American League starting pitchers top, five, top three, top five. Um, but, Jake, to what you're saying, and you're right right now, I think among your biggest, like I don't know about that, is the conversation. Can Brios become your true ace? Which I do have doubts about at this point. But when that's your problem, that's not a bad problem because he's not bad. He's just it's just uh, can can he move into that elite? Let's say there's a top eight um, of uh, of starting pitching in the American League. But like if that's your biggest problem, that's not that bad. So yeah, it, this is a. This is a team that, for the most part, puts out a lineup and a pitching staff and a bullpen that is really, really solid. Declan.
0: And I, th- I think when you're looking at the starting pitching in general, it's. They're ramping some of these guys up still. Like Jose Brios only goes five innings and has, honestly, a solid performance, but he's not maybe at 100% strength and, be, and being ready to go into the sixth or seventh inning net. And until like someone like Shane Bieber, who is clearly just on for the start and get-go, you're really not going to see starting pitchers, I think, in any baseball, on any, any team right now, basically go to the seven or eight innings uh, at least for this first week, I think as we get to the second and third week, God willing, that there's still a baseball season. Um, I think then you will see starting pitchers uh, probably go out a little longer. But it's nice the Twins basically have this bullpen that they, I mean, today was perfect example. I mean, they go yeah. with an opener, and then they just, they tag team it, and, and it works out perfectly. And Cleveland's lineup, like I said, not great. But for them to go out and basically shut them down for nine innings in a bullpen game, pretty solid. You have to tip your cap on.
1: Yeah, Kenta, my- ahead, oh, I was, oh no, I, I was going to say Kenta start last night. That was here's here's the thing about Kenta, Jake, about Hill, and and I would say this too about the start that Bailey made on Tuesday, and of course now if you've not heard he's been placed on the ten day IL because of uh, right bicep tendonitis, so he won't start tomorrow. Um, but, Jake, the one thing that I would say that especially applies to Maeda, to Hill, and to a certain degree, Bailey, they all go out there with approaches as, as well. Like, they are not throwers. They, they are guys at different ages and, and at varying stages of, of their careers. Uh, but when you see Maeda last night working basically his craft, it's impressive. And, and you think about for how long did we see twin starters go out there? And they tried. Okay, they really did try, Um, but you never would have said they're working their craft like Hill, Maeda. These guys have a very, very solid idea as soon as they step on the mound to make a start of what their approach is going to be. And and probably just as importantly, too, if things don't go perfect, how to adjust that approach quickly so that things don't go awry Um, in, in the course of a start as as quickly as we saw it go awry for twin starters probably the past
2: yeah and i think that's a product of them being really good pitchers and also coming from an organization that does an unbelievable job of developing pitching i mean both hill and maeda uh you know i, I guess hill has been all over but spent the last few seasons with the dodgers and maeda spent his whole career with the dodgers prior to coming to the twins and um it's clear that they have a plan and they execute it, and they, I'm sure, do a really good job of studying hitters and understanding opposing lineups. But yeah, the way that both of them use their off-speed stuff it's just so impressive because neither really throws harder than you know the low 90s. I think Maeda touch 94. Hill is more like 90, but it's just um, their breaking stuff is is really good. And uh, when they, you know, a 90 mile an hour fastball when you've been throwing nothing but you know 75 mile an hour change ups and uh, and curves looks. A, a lot harder than it is. And it's, it's been a pleasure watching both those guys pitch. And, and how about Randy Dabnick too? Like I'm tired yeah. of Adonis, a good story. Like he's a really good pitcher. I mean, his numbers since he's been called up are, he has an ERA of like under two. I'd have to look that up, but it's definitely really low. Um, he's really good. I mean, he, He's kind of an old school, like Nick Blackburn, like early 2000 twins uh, type of pitcher, right? He doesn't get a lot of Ks. He gets um,
1: he, a lot of... of he stuff. mentioned post-game, though, pitching to contact. Oh, did he really? I'm afraid. He met, never, never mentioned it. Even if you're doing it, don't mention those those words. or are bad words around here at Target Field. Yeah, well,
2: we'll let Randy get away with that because he doesn't probably have the the knowledge of Twins history that we do. But um, he does get a lot of weak contact. He has a game plan and he executes it. And here's the thing. In this era where everybody's going for strikeouts and high fastballs, I think his approach is more unique than it was, you know, during the Nick Blackburn, uh, you know, pitch to contact days.
4: Yeah. I, I was really Sorry,
2: upset. mic problems there. Uh,
0: I, I was uh, really impressed was, with what Randy Dominic's been able to do just because of. I, I didn't really have a lot of high expectations for him going into the season. I really didn't. He was a great store last year, don't get me wrong, but I, I really thought in a normal 162, he probably was going to start in AAA and would have to work his way and earn his spot back here. But, I mean, if you can get that from me, honestly, if Randy Dobnick can give you that as your fifth starter right now, and keep in mind, obviously, Jake Rizzi on the I.L., Homer Bailey was placed in the I.L. Now you need Randy Dobnick. And if he's going to give you that, you you have to be satisfied with what he's given you. And, and hopefully it can continue for him, because the Twins are going to need him with those two guys on the shelf.
1: All right, Dex, are, are your, are your Garv Sauce concerns at least toned down now? He went one for three today. He did strike out, but he came up and uh, drilled a home run. I'm just trying to look here. In the second, a solo shot. Are are your Mitch Garver, are your great concerns that he's going to fall apart, at least uh, tampered by the fact that he did get a home run today? and, And it's not great for him yet, but at least, you know, it's an improvement.
0: Yeah, like I said, I was I was happy for the guy to, to, to launch the ball into the ballpark or launch the ball in the left field stands because he absolutely deserved it. And and yeah, I'm 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 am happy that he was able to put a to put a ball in the ball in the stands. And yeah, a couple strikeouts today, still not a, a great day at the plate for him. But I got to imagine that he's probably now trending in the right direction and hopefully should be all right because the Twins do need that bat to, to be pretty solid. And I do like Alex Avila as well. I think it's pretty much the same type of plan that they had with Jason Castro. Both of them are very similar catchers. Um, but for Mitch Garver to go out and get a home run, I, I I I I would give him the player of the games because I bet he he deserved it so bad. So I, I'm 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 back in on Garv sauce. I'm all in. I'm, all in. I'm all back, back all in. I'm all in. On extra sauce with Garv sauce. I'm all in about it.
2: Well, and how weird is it? How 2020 is it that he hits that bomb and it almost hits an Indian reliever who's sitting in the left field stands? Like it's just so yes. bizarre. It's just so strange. But yeah, on Garver. I agree with everything Declan said. And I think, I think he did have a line out where he hit the ball really hard, uh, maybe in the seventh or eighth inning too. So I feel like he's getting his timing back and it's so easy to, to uh, overreact because it's, it is only a 60 game season and we're analyzing, like you guys say on your show, we're analyzing baseball as if it's football and you almost have to do that right now. But um, it is, we do also have to remember that it's like 15 at bats. Right. And so it's going to take some of these guys some time. And Carver and Sano, I mean, Sano yesterday, I mean, had two absolute missiles and, um, and off of good pitching too, because I think that's one of the criticisms of Sano that he that he matches against kind of bad AL Central pitching. Uh, but but he had two rockets off of I think they were both off of clubinger I'd have to double check that, but um, at least one of them was. Uh, so I think he's getting his timing back, and and that's a good sign. For this
1: one. That's timing, right? Though, like you you knew when when he uh, tested positive when he got here for the uh, camp that if he was not going to essentially get at bats for two weeks, this was going to take time. Like that was not a concern to me because that's this guy. And look, he is what he is, which is a guy that can hit a ball a long way. And when his timing is down, he can crush the baseball. But you said, okay, if he's not going to be able to essentially swing aside from off a tee at his hole for two weeks or, you know, week plus, it's going to be a problem. Uh, Jake, I want to get to you because I saw your, I saw, I think your text or tweet, I'm not sure. I think it was a tweet. And, um, very different things. I say very different things to text. It in. didn't occur to me. No, 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 no. This was sure. a public consumption one. Uh, it didn't occur to me until you tweeted it. Um, and you were obviously watching Twins and Cleveland on the Fox Sports North, I believe, telecast. Um, but you tweeted in the fifth when Whistler was warming up and there was this long pause, and we're all like, why is there this really long delay? And it turned out to be a small thing. Uh, but your tweet, I believe, was oh, my God, I thought they canceled the, the year and they were going to yank all the players off the field and say, because of COVID, baseball is done now. Um, the scary thing, I saw your tweet and I thought, 2020? I can see that. I could actually see you saying, you know what? Sorry, guys, for today. We're all done.
2: Yeah, because they had this weird break where there was nothing to review, right? There was just a pitching change and the and the ump was on the phone for like five minutes and it came right after passing and. Then, I think it tweeted out that uh, there were more Cardinals presumed positives. And so I was just like, this could be it. And that's the thing about this season. I mean, it really could like at any time it, it, it's a day-to-day season and um, it's not good news with the Cardinals for sure. I mean, it seems like they're having an outbreak that's similar to what, what the Marlins are going through or have gone through. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I, I would guess they're going to shut down the Cardinals this week. That's just speculation, but Yeah. 2020 baseball is very weird, man. We're we're hitting we're hitting bombs into into empty left field stands where only the relievers are sitting, and uh, and you know teams are getting shut down by COVID. I I don't know. You guys think we're gonna make it through the season? I'm I'm I hope I really hope we do, but I'm a little skeptical.
0: Yeah, I I do not have great expectations for the season at this point. I think with the way St. Louis is now testing positive and what happened with Miami and baseball kicking themselves for not having a bubble. Look, you could have totally pulled off a bubble. It, it, NHL is doing it. There's 24 teams. There's 31 guys on a roster. You can figure out how to put two bubbles in wherever in the United States for baseball. Basketball's doing it. I don't want to hear that a baseball roster is too big. Football, okay, maybe a different story. Maybe a different story for a bubble. I still think you could have possibly come up with some type of solution between when things shut down in March and where you are right now. But I, I probably would be shocked if we don't have a pause in the season at some point.
1: But the thing that we can't be, and look, I'm in, okay? I'm watching the Twins, baseball's back. but And I said this from day one, Copy soccer. Don't be afraid to end seasons. Cardinals, you're done. I'm sorry. Marlins, you're done. This is, as far as I'm concerned, put together a tournament, okay? And let's see teams that, that don't get, you know, and the majority of teams are not going to get sick um you're going to have let's just pick it let's pick it you're gonna have four teams okay when this is all said and done where there's outbreaks send them home they're done um but at the very least keep this going as a tournament keep playing i would personally now tighten guidelines like i would get players in hotels as much as possible home and away and i would say you just can't you can't leave look it's going to be short but you can't leave like you can't go out i'm sorry um Don't blame me. Blame the Marlins, the Cardinals, I guess. But I think that we can accomplish a season if we're not fixated on it being a a real season of world championship. Like if that's going to be our focus, then no, it's going. But it's failed in that sense already. Like these people that are trying to dilute themselves into saying, stop saying it's not a real season. No, it's not. But that's okay too. It's a bleeping pandemic. Baseball's back. I like baseball being back. I want to keep it back. If that means four teams are told, bye, now you're done. Go home and rest and get well. That's cool. I think if we just alter our expectation and turn this into what it should be, which is as much fun as possible in a really, really bad time. Um, So, yes, Jake, the answer to your question is we're not going to get through this if we insist on this being it has to be normal then we're not and like if fox comes and says if it's not an official world series we're not paying you got all types of problems all right but as far as i'm concerned i want baseball back this twins team is fun to to watch as far as you know knock on wood they've been pretty fortunate i think they're being responsible so we can get through this if we're willing to adjust and bend the rules which by the way too we're doing baseball's changing its rules on a daily basis so so you know what let's all say okay that's fine but then if he, you know, in, in a month from now, if the Cardinals and the Marlins, and I'll pick two more teams, um, the Braves and the Mariners are no longer playing baseball, guess who doesn't care? Me, because I want as many teams playing as possible. I'm not worried about the whole thing. Let's worry of when we get control of our lives back, let's, let's worry then about, hey, do we have all the teams playing and is the World Series normal? Then we can concern ourselves with that. Um, but we can get through this if we're willing to adjust and adapt and most importantly, tell people sayonara, see you next year. It didn't work for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I saw a story. I haven't read the story. I just saw the headline, but I think it was Jared Diamond who I believe, writes for, about baseball for the Wall Street Journal. Uh, but he, uh, I saw somebody retweeted that baseball is, he wrote a story that baseball is tightening up their protocols. I know they've already added that like basically hall monitor, Um, who's now going to travel with the teams, but uh, I think they're going to continue to tighten this. And hopefully my hope is that this is a wake up call that we saw, you know, you can't skirt the, uh, the guidelines. You have to take this seriously. You can't go out. Um, I know. I don't know. It definitely hasn't been confirmed. So I'm not reporting this. I don't want to, I don't think anybody should report it until it's confirmed, but there was speculation that the Cardinals went to like casino or something. Um, So I mean, you you can't do that stuff on the road. Like, It's a short amount of time. You just, you got to tighten it up and, um ultimately it's on Manfred Manfred's quote was ridiculous saying I'm not a quitter the players need to do better well I mean you didn't put in any kind of a plan Rob Manfred like you're this this is on you man like take some responsibility this is something we, we see a lot in this country right now right like uh people at the top saying I don't take any responsibility for this well you're you're running the, the league it's on you so uh, hopefully it'll tighten things up because I do think we can get through a season I agree with you but it it has to the protocols have to tighten up for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, I want I want baseball. I'm glad baseball's back. We get hockey that started back night, the wild play night. I'm glad sports are back, but we definitely have to be a lot more cautious and with baseball having twenty percent of the league, again, not playing again today it that that does not bode well, but in Judd's plan of kicking teams out, I'm for it. It's just what's going to happen if the Yankees have an outbreak? Are they going to shut down the league and you just say goodbye to the Yankees, Judd? Like, I know you would do it, but I, I don't think the league's going to be able to do that.
1: My statement would be whatever is necessary, whatever. Yes, I would shut down the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers. I don't care. It, it, it literally can be, as far as I'm concerned, just so I can see games, last man standing. But I mean, this is. This, to, to be clear this is all about me i want to watch baseball i i want to watch games and, and i am i am willing to um to bend and twist and turn and do cartwheels to make this possible um but when we are when we are on the day of games in a season when we are saying all right here's a new rule seven inning double headers are the norm now okay anything's possible like you are altering that goes beyond the the Yankees, that's the basic fundamental of the sport as we know it. And yet we all were like, oh, Okay, cool. So um now do I think TV would freak out? Absolutely. And, and if TV says we're done, then baseball's done because baseball's not doing this because they care about Jake DePew, Declan Goff, or Judd. Or you viewers, baseball's doing this because they want their money and where's their and and their um, bread is buttered by the fact that seems like the Yankees and Red Sox and Dodgers are playing. Uh but yeah, I would do whatever I need to do to keep playing but i really think that you would this season is going to be so short now i really think that you would be best served to make teams basically purchase um entire entire hotels for their stays so so not buy it but buy it out and no one else is in it and and if i was the twins i i would rent the lows out completely And I would give my veterans the sweets and I would say, look, guys, you are going to see your families as soon as we're done playing baseball. Um, I just think that you need to quarantine these guys as thoroughly as possible. And look, hockey and basketball are doing exactly that. Those guys aren't with their wife and kids. Those guys are quarantined. And and this doesn't mean that they can't get their Xboxes. And this does not mean that they can't get uh, their plasma TVs and, and whatever they want. So that's a it's a very nice life. But, you know, that is the shortcoming of baseball was this, well, we'll still travel and we'll still do some stuff, right? No, you can't. This thing spreads. And and unless you came out and said, we really don't care. And if somebody dies, that's just too bad, which you're not going to say. I really think that we are now at the point of how do we get through this? And the way that we get through this is as little interaction, day-to-day life with human beings as absolutely possible. And if if that's what it takes for Judd to see baseball, I'm happy with it. Selfish, Jake, but
2: I don't care. You really have a Hunger Games mentality to the season. Just if you have
1: to kill teams off, uh, then you know shoot. what I would do? Jake, if I, if I was baseball, to your point, I would actually, and I would share this with players, I would quarantine them, and I would put it all on video and make it a real world. Well, I mean, because I don't know. Real, real world twins. Wouldn't you love to see one? Uh, I would pay, pay to see that. I'm telling you, and I profits. So, so if I was uh, Manfred and the boys, I, I would keep mine and I would give some to players. But wouldn't you love to see the Dodgers when things get real? It's the real world, my man. It's it's MTV. It's the same exact thing. Guys would be going off. Guys would be getting mad. It would be great television. Damn, I'm- <laughs> that,
2: it's a great idea. But you should be, commissioners all good, man. Commissioners all good. Um-
1: well. And- if I was commissioner, though, because these guys, I mean, they came up with, what, 300 pages of protocol and they didn't think about what happens when a team decides to hit the strip club. Like, really? Like, you really thought that these guys were they are in their 20s? I almost don't blame them. They're kids. I mean, if you had come to me at 25 and said, Judd, there's a pandemic, you cannot go to bars, you cannot drink and you cannot go have fun. I would have saluted you with a finger that I'm not going to show people right now because it's not very that's, that that's what i do every saturday night
0: Joe. that's the exact motto i live by anyway sorry jake go ahead
2: no i mean i don't i don't even know i don't know how to respond to all that really um i but i i do i agree with you on I mean, yeah like it, it's hard i mean I, I said this on an earlier podcast but like 23 year old jake you know like if you told him to to not go out for three months and you 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 know put five million dollars in his bank account there's no way, you know, that I would be staying home every night. So, like, I, I, I don't, I don't really blame. I mean, it is on the players, and they need to be better about it. But I do understand that that not everybody's going to follow those protocols. But, um, yeah, it's a tough situation. You can't quarantine them away from their families at this point. I just don't like. You had to do. You would have to do that at the beginning of the season, right? You get, so, you get so many guys opting out if you tried to do that now, but. It's a hard situation, man. I don't know. It it's, it doesn't look good, but maybe this is a wake up call, and maybe players will uh, will stick, you know, stick with it. I do think when teams start falling out of contention in September, if we make it that far, we'll start yeah. doing maybe more of this, uh, you know, as they realize that yeah, the season doesn't mean much anymore. Yeah, I I would definitely,
1: and I I think I told you this, Jake, on the last podcast that we did. I would definitely get teams home. I, I would not worry about the schedule if, if you are hopelessly done. You're just go home cuz i'm not going to take the chance of hey we're hopelessly dead but we're going to play the yankees we're going to be hanging out in new york city i uh-uh, i'm not having that that is a app, that is a recipe for disaster so, yeah but what if what if the yankees are fighting for a playoff spot there's 16 playoff spots they can have it like seriously i'm not going to worry i'm if, if the yankees are actually fighting for that last playoff spot i'm not getting, sorry i'm not going to concern myself i want to get to the playoffs I, I want to get to the playoffs more than I actually want, than I value the race for the spots. And, and, you know, if this was the old playoff format, I probably wouldn't say that, you guys, but it's 16 teams, okay? And if the Yankees are are fighting for the eighth and final spot in, in the American League, which I don't believe that they will be, but let's say that they were, they can have the damn thing. I just don't care at this point. Final thoughts. Twins take three of four from Cleveland, uh, start a two-game series before this uh, homestand concludes against the Pittsburgh Pirates on Monday night. Jake, we'll start with you and then Declan.
2: I mean, this, this team is extremely good. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what else to say. They got shut down by Shane Bieber, uh, and who's you know been completely lights out this year so far, and they responded by taking three straight against their top-division rival, I don't see a weakness. The starting pitching is good. The bullpen is phenomenal. The offense hasn't fully come around yet, and they're still scoring a fair amount of runs. If this team stays healthy and the season keeps going, I fully expect them to win the Central and be one of the the two best teams in the American League.
0: Yeah, I I would say the weakness that I would be worried about is just starting pitching in general. Um, I I need to see, I like what Kent Maeda has been able to do, uh, but I need to see Jose Barrios get back who he is and also give him the leash to be uh, go go long to the game that'd be my only weakness but even with guys on this offense getting off to slow starts and uh, obviously Miguel Sano and Mitch Garver's the world then there's still the Jorge Polancos and Nelson Cruz and Max Kepler bounce back this week and two after a slow start after a hot opening day the offense can definitely win you some ball games but I I need to see it if uh, if the pitching staff can, can keep it up starting wise but outside of that man yeah this team's been arguably a top five team in baseball
1: Thanks, boys. Score North, last call. I'm Judd Jake Declan. We will talk to you soon. Uh, have a good one.
4: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher.